Good morning, a very warm welcome to you all. Well, I think it's fair to say the last 12 months have been very challenging for all of us, more especially for us in travel. Um, so we have hope today to bring you a glimmer of sunlight at the end of the tunnel and something to look forward to. And that's not just me saying it. A year ago, we had hoped to have our 25th anniversary dinner. Um, following on from our successful move across the road to the sunny side of the street. However, world events overtook us and we had to cancel it. So we come to you today with hope, inspiration, and maybe a few laughs on the way as we travel through the world with our favourite tour operators. I am Jackie Steadman. We are Travel Time World, and this is virtually there. Each month, our guest speaker will whisk you around the world, revealing stories, secrets, and tips to help you understand the very heartbeat of a destination. Our guest today has been our friend for over 15 years. He is the owner, the CEO of Carib Tours, a company which embodies everything we advocate. Independence, great service, value for money, and quality. He's engaging. He's funny, he's definitely the king of style, but he is always honest and realistic. So Pearl Cleary, welcome to our first Virtually Here There. Thank you very much, Jackie. Um, it's an absolute delight to be with Travel Time World to tell you all about our beloved Caribbean today. Okay, Paul. So just tell us a little bit about how you became one of the leading tour operators for the Caribbean. Well, the Carib Tour story began way back 41 years ago, 1979. We started arranging small personal trips to the island of Jamaica. And then over the years, our programme grew and grew um, to what we are today. Um, so 41 years of arranging luxury holidays to the Caribbean Back in 1979, it was, a, it was an almost unheard of, unknown of destination. But we've grown as the airlines, British Airways, Virgin, have started flying there, in many cases, twice a day, every day. And we've just expanded our programme, but always at the luxury end of the market. We've always wanted to have a really keen focus on the personal touch, on, on, on luxury hotels, not just gold tax luxury, Jackie, but luxury in terms of service, personal touch, all of my staff, we make we make it a, a prerequisite of working at Carib Tours. All of my staff have walked on every beach, they've slept in every hotel. Um, and we are, I think our success is because we're unashamedly old fashioned. We, in a world that is going very, very fast and with online bookability, um, and everyone wanting to rush to online, we see that the real value of what we offer, and of course, people like Travel Time World are exactly the same, offering kind of hand-holding, first-hand experience. So, yeah, we, it, we, we have had a successful 41 years. This last 12 months haven't been the most successful for obvious reasons, but we, we feel very good about the future. And I think we, we feel very good about the Caribbean's future as well. Well, what will be on everybody's mind now is, 
do, obviously at the end of this pandemic, the, the, there is this light at the end of the tunnel. And I know, Paul, that you have traveled during this last 12 months and you yeah. took your family there. Can you just tell us a little bit about the journey and what it was like? Because you were traveling when there was this small air corridor that we had in December and you took your wife and children there. Yeah, I, I, it's a really good question, Jackie, because we're in lockdown as we record this, but you know, but, but we're coming out of lockdown, of course. The Caribbean has been open for business throughout this entire pandemic. Um, and yeah, I we travelled at Christmas, we travelled on the 20th of December before the, the tiers were introduced. Um, and it's really important to kind of to understand how that works. So first of all, um, it's it's necessary to travel with a negative PCR test. That's a sta it's an inconvenience, of course, but to ensure that, that, that you are COVID free and safe, we were asked to provide negative PCR swab tests. Um, I think it was five days before we got on the flight, we went to Barbados. Um, that gave you great confidence. The aircraft, BA, we travel with BA, but Virgin are the same. The protocols they have at the airport are exceptional. Social distancing is observed, face masks are observed, hand sanitizing, um, hand sanitizers are everywhere. Um, just small things, um, boarding of aircraft, it's now done in row number order from the back. Does that make sense? It's yeah, really efficient, it doesn't take any longer. Yeah, it doesn't take any longer to board a flight, Jackie. It just means that they minimise the amount of people queuing in the aisles and, and, and they board people in blocks. Um, when you're on the flight, you're just asked to leave your mask on. Now, I think we all know that we'd rather not have masks on, Jackie, but it, yeah. it's, it's the world we live in for now. And you get used to it. So you take your mask off for meal times um, and you're asked not to, well, you're asked to minimise your moving around the aircraft. That's all. Um, everyone's quite comfortable with it. Everyone sticks to it. You get to Barbados. Again, they're incredibly well organized and your, 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 your temperature checked when you arrive and you are asked to take a second PCR test. So broadly speaking, it, it's, it's like home in terms of the protocols that we're asked to follow, but yeah. it's not like home because it's the Caribbean and the sun is shining and the sea is blue and the beaches are white and sandy and waiting for you. So we had an incredibly restful and relaxing time in the Caribbean. And the Caribbean, and it's very important to say this, has managed the, the spread of the yeah. virus better than anywhere on the planet, Jackie. Yeah, that it, was going to be my next really, question. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because, yeah. listen, I mean, we're, we're getting things under control here now, thank goodness, and, and the vaccine is having such positive effects in the UK. But the Caribbean, because it, they are small islands, I mean, we work with 20 of them, they, they import everything, Jackie, from food to medicines to hardware, and that includes infection. So they closed their borders almost a year ago when this all started um, when this all started kicking off. And they have managed the infection spreads incredibly carefully. Um, and they don't want uh, they don't want any flare-ups. So they, they've managed it. So we felt safe. And, and all of our customers who travel, we had a great deal of our customers travel over Christmas mm. to Barbados, Antigua and St. Lucia. And they have all reported back that they felt incredibly safe. Dare I say it, over Christmas, they felt much safer in the Caribbean than they maybe would have done in the UK at the time. 
So, yeah, there's no complacency there, but they're managing it very well and they're being very sensible. Um, and for, for my family holiday at Christmas, yeah, there's a few more hurdles to jump through, Jackie. There's no there's no getting away from that, is there? Um, face masks, PCR tests, that, that is inconvenience. But for us and for many of my clients, I think it's an inconvenience worth paying. Yeah. It's a price worth paying because, yeah, so things like people are not wearing face masks, obviously, on the beach is pretty normal on the beach. I mean, I was in the Algarve during the summer and and it's common sense. Yeah. If you're outside, you're away from people, you can go on the beaches, on the boardwalk, enjoy the fresh air. Yeah. But it's really, again, only when you're in close proximity does the mask come in. And that, Jackie, is exactly it. Uh, you know, when all of the, I mean, I think all of us are making this huge adjustment from what we didn't know anything about a year ago to, to what we know now. And that's exactly right. You're, you're expected respectfully to wear a face mask in indoors in public areas. So, for example, if you're walking into a restaurant, you you would walk in with a face mask. And then when you're led to your table, you take it off. That was exactly what was happening in the UK when we were allowed to eat in restaurants. Yeah. Um, yeah. The beach, there is no, no need for it. You can go in the swimming pool, there's no need for it. Lying around the pool, there is no need for it. Um, and also, I mean, it's really important in these, I mean, the Caribbean has a sunny climate 365 days of the year. We, get, we, we have a few sprinkles of rain, but it's broadly sunny and warm every day. All of the restaurants and bars and public areas, well, almost all of them, over 75% are outdoors anyway. So you really do feel, we felt, as I can speak for my family, we felt very well looked after, incredibly safe. And it was also reassuring because we knew that everybody around us, Jackie, had undergone the same protocols. So you knew, too, that they had also, um, they were also safe. Given that the Caribbean is open, um, what is actually selling now in the Caribbean? What hidden gems are there? What's selling for you? I know Barbados has always been a big seller, but what else is selling for you? Yeah, so we, we're we busy now. I mean, we're, 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 we're getting very busy with selling for, for the remainder of this year. Um, the Caribbean... The Caribbean that we focus on in particular, but the Caribbean is blessed really in terms of it's much more known for smaller hotels, not high rise hotels, um, um, family owned hotels, villas. And there does there does certainly seem to be an appetite with our customers for that sort of space and that sort of um, small, uncrowded environment, which the Caribbean offers year round and always has done. Um, so I think what we are seeing is what people don't want, Jackie, um, for now, until they feel a bit safer, is larger, busier, bustling resorts. Um, I, I think that, that that will come back yeah. once the whole world is vaccinated. But for what, what we're seeing in the Caribbean, yes, of course, Barbados is our number one. But St. Lucia and Antigua are doing very, very well. St. Lucia is mountainous and beautiful and lush and tropical, whereas Antigua is, has got 365 of the best beaches in the world. Um, so, but people want space and, and, and I think space to be with their families who they haven't spent enough time with in, in, in the last yeah. 12 months. Also, some of the smaller islands, St. Kitts and Nevis, um, um, and British Airways flies to St. Kitts, with St. Kitts and Nevis are sister islands. Um, BA flies to St. Kitts ordinarily once a week. And these very, very small, completely out of the way backwaters 
are proving very popular as well. So, yeah, there's an appetite for what the Caribbean has to offer, thank God. Yeah, okay. Now, I know we've had a couple of inquiries and I did promise this client that I would ask a question. If they're looking to go somewhere for a family with teenagers, sort of older teenagers, in the summer months, this sort of August, where would you recommend for a, a nice family holiday in the Caribbean in, in August? So we, we that where I would immediately go, there's two places I would recommend, um, Barbados or St. Lucia. I mean, so what, what the, the Caribbean often has a reputation for being incredibly romantic and perfect for honeymooners, and it is all of those things, but it is also great for families, and it is great for families with older kids and teenagers who are a bit more active. So we find, so if we talk about St. Lucia, for example, St. Lucia is beautiful. It is it's a very mountainous tropical um, destination, but it has great fun things. It has mountain, uh, I, I suppose it all depends on how active these kids are, by the way, these teenagers are, but it has mountain biking. You can go, um, you can go rock climbing. You can climb the Pitons, which are these two iconic volca volcanic mountains. You can do that. You can do that in the morning. You kind of get up at the crack of dawn which won't be appealing to most teenagers, I know. But you can, you can be really active. Um, there's trails, there's hiking, there's, um, there, there, there's, zip, there's a zip wire. So, and also always get out on the water. Always get out on the water. My kids are teenagers as well. Well, two of them are. And we always take a catamaran out. Every trip to the Caribbean to send should take a catamaran out. Also Barbados, just because Barbados has got so much. It's got so much to do in terms of there's places to go, there's restaurants, there's bars, again, the bars not for the teenagers, um, but great for families. Um, play beach cricket with the locals on the beach. I mean, the, for us, as we, as my children go through their journey of becoming older, they get more out of the Caribbean. I think when they're really, really small, you know, like all these children, they're yeah. happy on a, on a sandy beach in a swimming pool, whether that's in Portugal or Bar Barbados. But um, yeah. yeah, but Barbados or St. Lucia would be my number one would be my number one recommendation. Okay. Yeah. And are there some good offers on for this summer? Yeah, it's it's funny, really, Jackie. The, 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 there are the, the Caribbean is 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 good value in in in, in the summer so i mean if, if you look at i mean travel time world will know more about this than i do but if you just look at the the average booking patterns for um for, for the british holiday maker the caribbean's peak season is in winter yeah and then from april onwards it slows down quite a bit the hotels remain open the airlines fly every day but it just is a little bit quieter because the brits often or historically have maybe favored maybe the greek islands or spain or some of the european destinations or, or even florida um so there are the caribbean is always good value in the summer so broadly speaking as a rule of thumb it's about 40 percent less expensive to go to the caribbean in summer than it is in winter just because it's low season um but it's the same hotels it's the same weather it's pretty much the same weather it's the same hotels there won't be any special specials i think a lot of us are expecting a very busy summer this year yeah. i think this year because so many people jackie have been deprived of well they've been deprived of a holiday for yeah. For, 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 for in many cases it's two years because they they missed out last year uh, they missed out last year and they may not have gone for a year so we're expecting a busy summer 
we'll see if, if we do. I don't think there'll be many deal deals, but um, yeah, there'll be a lot of people wanting to go, I think. Yeah. What about the, the rain? Because, I mean, historically, people sort of talk about the hurricanes and the rain coming in sort of late September, October. Is it raining in in uh, August, if, as if the family's interested in going in the summer? It's So that, that's exactly right. The hurricane season, which I think is a terrifying name, and it's slightly, um, it's slightly, well, it's more than slightly misleading. The hurricane season would actually be from Jack, um, June to June to September, June to October. That's when the rains come. Um, what that means ordinarily is you'll get some sprinkles of rain every day at a time during your holiday that soon dries out, that soon dries out and soon dissipates and you're back to glorious sunshine again. Um, there are certain islands. In, in August, we're, we're usually fine. I mean, honestly, we're usually fine. The hurricane season, if we're going to have an active hurricane season, September and October is when they would happen, if they're going to happen. And the way that really works, Jackie, and I always think this is so reassuring, we, and we've always done this, we track hurricanes and storm systems from the moment they form. The, the way they form is often off the coast of Africa, and they travel really slowly across the ocean until they hit land, which is often the Caribbean. So we've always really got about a week, at least a week to 10 days notice if there's going to be a bad weather system coming in. And we would, and you'll know this, and Ashley and, 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 and Jax and Ange will know this, we would phone Travel Time World and say, there's a, there's a tropical storm coming in, we're a bit worried about X, Y, or Z. So it, the Caribbean is a year round destination. And, um, it, you know, the summer holidays is a great time to go. Mm. Well, that point you just made now about the fact that you would offer an alternative de um, destination if a hurricane was going to hit. I mean, I think that sort of um, shows you the sort of level of service that you get when you book with an independent quality tour operator like yourselves. Because if you're going to book online, you're not going to get that. Yeah, so that's the thing of one of the advantages no, you're yeah, Jackie, and I think you're absolutely right. And it's really funny you should say that because that that this has become quite prevalent during the last 12 months. It's that's the only way, that's the only way to be. Even a family-owned business, the only thing you have, the only the only edge you do have is caring about doing the right thing and being considerate and being flexible and being thoughtful. Um and yeah, it, 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 that's the obvious thing to do because we don't want anyone to have a rainy time in the Caribbean. Um, and we we have, you know, we've got, I think we've got 100 and, 125 hotels that we work with in the Caribbean. Many of those, not all of them, but many of those 125 hotels we've been working with every day of the last 41 years. So we know them really well. And that comes into play as well. But we have a little black book of contacts that we can say, look, we, we need to change things up a little bit for these reasons. Please help us or please give us this bit of flexibility. So um, that, that seems to serve as well. Okay, taking on your point then about flexibility, obviously there are lots and lots of unanswered questions as how we are going to travel in terms of what we're going to require. Is there going to be a passport? Is there going to be a certificate? What will be PCR on arrival, on departure, etc.? Are you offering flexible terms if somebody wants to book now for August, whatever, and 
it goes against us and it goes all, all pear-shaped and we don't get out of lockdown and it all doesn't work according to the road to recovery. What sort of flexibility are you offering as a tour operator? Yeah, I think I think that's honestly, Jackie, I think that's the question. And that's the question that everyone should want to know. What we the quick answer is yes, we're we're offering flexibility. But just before I tell you that, that quick answer, I think we are coming out of this. Clearly, the vaccination program, all of the uncertainty that we've all been living under for the last 12 months, and obviously I focus on holidays, but there's been an awful lot of uncertainty everywhere. The uncertainty, will we, won't we, can we, can't we travel? I think we're coming out of that. And please, I, I hope on the 12th of April, when the government announced their roadmap and, 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 and their findings, we'll have real clarity on that. But until we have that real clarity, the only way we've been able to attract people to carry on booking with us is by just being human about it, being flexible. Um, I'll give an example of this. Um, Ordinarily, we, we, we need balance payments to be paid. I think it's about 10 weeks before departure. No one, um, no one in their right mind in, in, in the last six months has been willing to, to, to pay a balance so far forward for one of our holidays with so much uncertainty. Because, you know, um, we completely understand that. So we, it's no hard and fast rule, but we'd always work. And we, you know, we'll leave it to the very last minute before we issue flight tickets. We'll leave it to the very last minute before we pay the hotels because everybody has needed flexibility. And I'm, I, 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 I watch with incredible admiration for so many of our clients and, and your clients as well, who've rebooked and rebooked the same holiday, maybe twice, maybe three times, in some cases, four times already. So yeah. All of, all of us have had to be very resilient about this. And I think the only way for us to, to steer our way through is that all of our customers know that their money is safe with travel time and with carrot floors because of, of our bonding um, and that we will offer complete flexibility as well. And, and no quibbles if they want their money back. No quibbles. Don't give anyone a hard time if they want a refund. That's, that, yeah. that's the other thing we've learned. It's, uh, it's not worth it, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we had a few questions coming in, actually just given to me now. Uh, given the pandemic, how easy is it to travel between the islands, the island hop? Oh, that's a really good yeah. question. Sorry, it's a actually, bit, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, that's a really good question. Um, and I might pass on it. It's a bit of a mixed bag. It's 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 a bit of a mixed bag at the moment. Um, my my honest answer is this: there's, there's two parts to my honest answer. One, I don't fully know because there's so many. Some islands are still closed, some are open. So every island has got the Caribbean isn't. We all know this. It's, it's not a nation. It is a it is a collection of, uh, of of islands, individual nations. So Anguilla might be tricky to get into at the moment, but Barbados isn't. So island hopping depends on what 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 combination you want. It's possible, but it isn't it isn't uh, unlimited. Um, but the real answer there is, I think before long at all, my view is by May it will be as easy as it has always been, which is really easy um, because during the pandemic. Um, before vaccination, with all this PCR testing, it yeah, it, 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 it has been complicated with some islands and not others. But our hope is by the 17th of May, when we're all travelling again, and, and 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 hopefully we're all um, 
well, not all, but mostly vaccinated and, and have all of those correct protocols in place, it will be as easy as it's always been. That's okay, a long answer for a question I didn't yeah. have answer, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, another question's also come in, in terms of bookings for 2022. Historically, a lot of our clients would book a long time in advance. They would come back in February and they'd book for the next January or February. Is that still the case? Are still people booking that far a, a year in advance? Or are everybody leaving it to last year? Yeah. Yeah. So genuinely, the, what we are saying, I don't know whether this is across the whole market, but I mean, we, we operate at the kind of in the luxury, um, the specialised end of the market. Our forward bookings for twenty for late 21, so late 21 into 22, yeah. our forward bookings are something ridiculous now, 220% up on 2019 so forget okay. 2020 that's yeah, yeah. a yeah. that's a bad year so why is that well so many people have, uh, who had plans for travel in january or february they have just rolled over they've yeah. just rolled over um for, 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 for next year so our next year bookings are looking incredibly strong and since the um the um the prime minister's announcement on monday the gone about the opening up of lockdown that seems for us to have really struck a chord about booking for this year so um next year's looking unbelievably busy and this year is now starting to fill up now people can see a path out yeah. of lockdown yeah we have another question about uh, cruising around the caribbean we've got a client interested in probably doing the uh, the star clipper um, do you have any sort of feedback on that and how easy it is? Is that going to start up in 22? Because cruising is a, is a well, whole... Yes, it is. I love that. I, I, I absolutely love that. So Star Clipper, I, I, I'm not, I'm, as someone who owns the Caribbean holiday company, I'm not meant to have favourites, but I think Star Clipper in the Caribbean was the best holiday I've ever been on. I went, yeah, yeah. it was years ago, yeah. 20 years ago. And I'm actually taking my own family on Royal Clipper, in Greece this year, would you believe, um, on the 3rd of August for, uh, for, for 11 months. So yes, I believe, I think cruising has had a really tough time with um, the, the virus because from, from the get-go, the cruise ships um, were in the, with the press. So I think big cruising is gonna have a slow return. My opinion is big cruise ships will have a slow return, um, which is just how it is. My view is that Star Clipper, which is small ship cruise, and I can't remember how many people you're, uh, of, of memory, I think it's 100 people. I think it's, there'll be 100 people um, on, on board a Star Clipper. So it's a very small ship with sails. Um, I expect that to resume because the Far East, which is the other place where Star Clippers often have their, they have, they have their ships in the Far East, or they have them in the Caribbean, or they have them in Europe. The Far East, um, with so much of the Australian market being closed down, um, I don't think they're doing any Far East sailings this year. I don't think they're doing any Far East sailings this year. And they're bringing all of their ships, which is Star Clipper, Star Flyer and Royal Clipper to the Caribbean and to Europe. And I also heard that they've got a new, they've got some new destinations being announced for 2022. Um, okay. But I don't know what they are. So. Well, the, the, the questions are actually pouring, and I've got another one here. Um, for somebody who's never been to the Caribbean before, and they usually go to Europe, where would you say is the best place to start? Yeah. 
Okay, um, really good question. Uh, so I, I, the, the thing about the Caribbean, it's it, 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 it's long haul, but it's so easy. So direct flight by BA and Virgin every day. It's about eight, eight and a half hours. There's a four hour time difference or a five hour time difference. They speak English. There's no, um, other than COVID, there is no vaccinations required. It is medically safe. It is politically safe and socially very stable. So all of the Caribbean is is a no-brainer. I think for me, Barbados and its maybe an obvious choice would say Barbados has everything. It has beautiful beaches. It has welcoming people. It has a wonderful array of hotels. Whether you're on a tight budget or whether you've got money to burn. Barbados has this full range. It has Sandy Lane and Rockstar Villas at that end of the market. And it has charming little guest houses and small boutique hotels at that end of the market. You can go out and about, you can hire a, a little Jeep or you can get one of the local buses to tour the island. It's easy to get around, it's safe, great food, great restaurants, great bars. Um, and I just think it's a great, for want of a better word, entry level into the Caribbean. And then from there, you can start exploring. And, you know, there's, there's the islands of the Grenadines, which are only about a 40 minute flight from Barbados. And, and there is so much to do. But yeah, I would always recommend, I would always recommend Barbados is easy for me. Right, okay. Maybe it's just because I came. I just came back from Barbados. So <laughs> uh, that, that maybe that's why I'm so enthusiastic. Yeah. Any, any good all-inclusive resorts if a family was trying to stick to a budget, particularly when you've got teenagers and sticking on a, and, and we know that Barbados has got some fantastic restaurants, but they're expensive. Yeah. yeah. If, if, what would your recommendation yeah. be on a good all-inclusive family, yeah, resort? Well, I think I think it's a really good point. So, um, I mean, for us, so Barbados is, is there are two areas of Barbados. There's the very fashionable yeah. West Coast, the Platinum Coast, which is where um, many of the five-star properties are located. And then we have the south coast where the ocean is. I think that's where the best beaches are, and it's where I always go when I go with my family. Um, and the south coast has got some beautiful beaches, and there's a great all-inclusive there, and it's perfect for families. And it's, it's become one of our top sellers this year. It's the Sea Breeze Beach House Hotel. Um, yeah. So it's on, it's on the south coast, and that's just where I've come back from. Not a, it's all inclusive, um, but the food is exceptional. The food is exceptional. The service is exceptional. The beach, the suites, it was renovated, I think, two years ago. Um, anyway, so for, for families, they have great one bedroom, two bedroom suites um, with unbelievable. I, I'd love to share with you my holiday pictures. They're unbelievable vistas right on the Caribbean Ocean, right on the Caribbean Sea. So, so yeah, and you're right, Jackie, Barbados or the Caribbean can be expensive for families eating out. So what we do is we stay at the all-inclusive, but still eat out every now and again. Because so, just because you're an all-inclusive, don't let that make you tethered to the hotel. I always encourage people to go and explore and there's some brilliant restaurants. And, and it, it, okay. it is expensive, but I've eaten out at Berkhamsted as well. That can be pricey as well. <laughs> it depends if the bar tabs on you okay this one's actually from me okay so this is my question to you uh paul if you were to be heading up 
the Road to Recovery Task Force to get people to travel again. What's the one thing that you would do to get people traveling safely again? Oh, it's a really good question. It's really, I, I think everyone needs confidence. Everyone, we're getting, everyone needs to feel confident about traveling again because 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 of what we've all been through. Um, so there's not one thing, I'll have to give you two things, but they're kind of the same thing, Jackie. I think rapid testing at airports and vaccination passports, just so we can all travel freely. And I know that the guy next to me on the on the plane is also as as as, as uh, ha, has had the same protocol, uh, the, the, the same measures taken as I have. So I think vaccination passports. I think that's standard, and I don't think the government need to overcomplicate it. Um, and I think just rapid testing. I, I, I was saying to someone the other day, my kids are going back to school, and maybe some of the people who are on this um, on, on this webcast today will have children going back to school on the eighth of March. My kids are all going to be tested, rapid tested, twice a week, every week for the foreseeable future. So my 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 recommendation is if they can do that for thirteen year olds, they can do it for um for people who want to get back on an aeroplane again. Yeah, I I know uh, I think we've seen Heathrow saying that they've been ready for several months to have this facility. It takes 10, 15 minutes. And it's got to be economical, hasn't it? Because at the moment, you know, with a PCR test at 120 to 150 pounds each way. Yeah, to come back in here. And yeah. obviously we've got to answers about the yeah. quarantine, what's going to happen when you get back into the UK. It it makes it very much a holiday and elitist thing because only if you can afford another thousand pounds on top of your holiday. Yeah. And we've got we've got to get we've somehow yeah. got to and get over that. No, you're absolutely right, Jackie. And it, it's that the, the, those sort of price those sort of prices for a family of four, a family, we're a family of five. It, it, it's a huge extra expense and you're absolutely right. I, I, I just want to make sure I, I get this in as well. Um, there's been so much confusion, um, not confusion, but there's so much talk on the TV about quarantine hotels or, or, or quarantine. Um, and, and, and it's just to say that the Caribbean is still not, it's still a safe destination. It's still on the safe list. It's uh, you, uh, as things stand, you would not be asked to go into a quarantine hotel when you come back. I think it's just really important to stress that. Yeah. Okay, so Ash has given me another couple of questions here. So if somebody's scheduled to go on, on holiday and um, the UK was insisting still on a quarantine, didn't lift the quarantine hotel um, requirement, could they have a refund? So it's it's a we're talking about presumably yeah. we're yeah. talking so about the, existing the schedule, booking, yeah, but scheduled to go next month, and the quarantine is not lifted on this for eleven nights in a hotel. Yeah, I, I think pretty much, pretty much yes, you would because the circumstances have changed. Now, let's be very honest. What I as a, as 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 the owner of a holiday company, what I would really want to do which is what we've been very successful with doing, is yeah. persuading people to read book. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, we, we listen, we, we, we're realists. Some people, I can't afford to go into quarantine, even in my home. I've got too much to yeah. do. Uh, and, yeah. and so that quarantining would be a game changer. Where it's getting difficult, my little caveat for that, where it is getting difficult is the airlines 
and the hotels who are sitting on the money we've already paid them. Um, every, every we have a lot of battles with airlines. I'm sure you know this, Jackie, and I'm sure everyone knows this. The airlines all haven't been great about giving money back, but pretty much, almost certainly, we would be able to get the money back. But almost certainly, I would much rather entice you to rebook for a later date if I could. Yeah. And now we've had a, a question about the sea in Barbados between the west coast and the south coast. So if somebody, you've just been to the south coast of Barbados, is the sea any different? Is it big rolling waves and yeah? Or what's the difference in between the yeah, west and so, west coast? Yeah, so it's absolutely right. So the west coast of Barbados is um, much calmer, gentle, lapping Caribbean Sea. So the west coast in Barbados is how you would picture the Caribbean Sea to be. Um, the Caribbean, I'll, I'll get my sides mixed up, but the, if there's any sailors watching this, I'll know about the, the leeward side and the windward side of an island. Um, the east coast of Barbados is facing the Atlantic. The west coast of Barbados is facing the Caribbean. So the Caribbean is calm and gentle as we all imagine it. The east, the east coast is wild, rolling waves, and it's beautiful and rugged and gorgeous, um, but you wouldn't swim on the east coast. I'm getting to the answer. On the south coast, which is where the question is, the south coast is where the Caribbean and the Atlantic meet. And the sea is a little bit more active. We call it a little bit more active rather than uh, okay. anything else. Um, it's great fun, brilliant for kids, great swimming. Um, and you can still do many water sports, but the water sports such as um, paddle boarding, or um, paddle boarding or water skiing, you'd be better doing on the west coast because the sea is more gentle. So it's all safe, it's all monitored, and it's all flat. And I, I can't tell you how much I love the south coast of Barbados, but the the the, the west coast is much more gentle. It's much more gentle, and yeah, it's. If, if I had really small kids, I'd be take really small kids. I'd probably have them paddling on the west coast. Um, um, but equally, you know, the thing is, we, you know, Barbados is a small island. We, when we were there at Christmas, we were driving up to the West Coast every other day in the back of my Jeep. I'm there in 15 minutes. Do you know what I mean? There's so many public beaches to choose from. So yeah. um, just you might base yourself in the, in the South Coast, but it doesn't mean you're stuck there. Yeah. And somebody's saying, has just asked, if they were going to look for something authentically Caribbean, do you have any hidden gems on any of the islands? Something very, very authentic and typical Caribbean, a uh, little Caribbean hideaway. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And yes, yes, the answer is yes. And there are so many. One of the beauties about the Caribbean in a world that is, I think, in a world that is becoming homogenized and every high street has got a Pret and a Starbucks and, uh, and, and the same shops and the same restaurants and the Caribbean is still so unique. It's still so family owned. Um, so many of the hotels are small and they're family owned. So one of our big sellers is um, there's a tiny little, well, there's so many to choose from, but I'm going to tell you about Betquay. Betquay is in the Grenadines, which are these kind of small ink drops of islands about 40 minutes away from Barbados. Um, and Betquay is this beautiful, charming little Caribbean island. Um, you can kind of you, you could ride a bike around it in, a, in, in, a, in about half an hour. 
Um, and one of our top selling hotels there is the Beckway Beach Hotel. And right. it's really charming. It's really sleepy. It's got no pretensions. It's not five star, but some of our, some of, you, you get a mix there. You, you, you'll, you'll be at Beckway Beach and you'll have all walks of life staying there. Really, really charming. The, the, the fish will be caught by, by, by their own fishermen once a day. It's, it, it's incredibly real. Um, and you'll know you've been to the Caribbean. Um, but, you know, Nevis in, in, in the northern part of the Caribbean, Nevis is exactly the same. I had a holiday there two years ago. Um, and all the time, we're just out and about meeting with locals. Um, I'd go for a run every morning. Um, you just run into the local town. You eat in restaurants. Um, you eat fresh fish caught, caught that day. Um, and the Caribbean is scattered with these small, authentic experiences. And you know, authentic is an overused word, and it's a misused word by a lot of people. But I think this is why we love the Caribbean so much. There is so there is so much of that still there. Um, and it's uh, you, you will feel like you're walking back in time. If you want to go to Betquay with us, you'll feel like you're walking back in time. Yeah. Well, I think we're sort of I'm being given the signal that we need to start wrapping it up a bit. But if we've sort of wet the appetite of any of our clients or viewers out there, um, do we have any special offer that you could incentivize them today to book uh, a Caribbean holiday, obviously with Carib Tours? What are any specials that have you got on at the moment for us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, anyone, any inquiry we get, um, after the year we've just had, any inquiry we get is, will be a welcome one. Um, any any travel, any customer who, who who travels with us through Travel Time World receives extra special attention. We, uh, we, we send rash vests for the children, we send a tip card for the adults, we have private transfers, we'll have a um, bottle of water waiting for you on arrival in the, in the Caribbean. But I think, yeah, in addition to that, I think what we would happily do is offer a free room upgrade for um, for any Travel Time World client booking a holiday with us in the, in the next couple of months. Um, and, and also, you'll just have my, for what it's worth, you'll have my undivided attention to make sure that you get the holiday that, 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 that you deserve. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. I think, Ashley, we, uh, we're going to wrap up now. Thank you so much, Paul, for spending the time. It's Saturday morning. It's been very informative. This is the first one we've done. Um, we plan to do uh, probably one a month with different destinations. But thank you so much, Paul. Um, as always, entertaining king of style and honest and realistic the future is bright out there we are going to travel again so thank you very much paul and, and, so and thank you for having me as well jackie thank you bye